0: The Good Neighbor Network. FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro. FM 100.5 Smyrna. And online at WGNSradio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS.
1: All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. SoCo Roofing and Restoration. First Bank serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, they'll handle everything. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team
0: Insurance. And Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett along with Jeff Jordan on this beautiful Monday in Murfreesboro. When I say beautiful, I mean it. Uh, it's a nice spring day, Jeff. Very nice day. We got a little wind, but nothing bad. Well, we had a lot of wind over the weekend, by the way. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> you did. You literally heard it, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> my, my yard is absolutely full of limbs. I've, the, the good news is I'm satisfied I won't have to pick up another limb all summer long because anything that was halfway loose has already been taken out of the tree. Well, Linda can get them. Just tell Linda to go out there and pick those babies up. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. That That's going to happen. Yeah, I'm sure it is. That's going to happen. Uh, high school basketball is right upon us. Uh, last week, Middle Tennessee Christian School once again finishes runner-up in the state. Congratulations to them. Uh, Jeff, it's it's debatable whether everything's on a level playing field when you got Webb School Boarding school, getting people from a lot of places. They got six, six, six. Jeff, count them six. Division one signees. I don't know if I've ever heard a high school team having six at all. I wonder where they were from. I'm just wonder. I don't care. I well, wondering. I I don't think they probably were talking about anywhere near Bell, bell buckle. <laughs> but it th- okay. th- th- give give them their due. I mean, they, you still got to go on the court and win the ball games. So congratulations to them. I don't want to. Because truthfully known, for you, you'd agree with this, I think, over the years, Webb has probably suffered from that very kind of identity, not in just basketball, but other sports. They've rarely had sports programs that have had any, any note to it at all. And, and so uh, I, I'm glad to see them see some sunshine.
3: I am too. And it, it, it's okay. I hated that it was at the Christian school's expense, <laughs> but uh, the Militancy Christian School is a force in, 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 um, in, in many sports. Really, and many activities actually, uh, and I'm I'm proud of them. They, I mean, they got there and they put up a fight.
2: Good for them. They uh, battled uh, relatively closely during the, certainly in the first quarter and near nearing halftime, and then it just stretched out and stretched out. But uh, there will be some that will say, "Well, a silver ball again." They just didn't didn't do anything well. Well, they did better than 100, and, what, 10 or 12 teams yeah. in the classification. That, well uh, I guess in Division two there's not the classifications aren't that tough, but anyway, this is a, a nice nice situation for them. Uh, Blackman girls in the state tournament will play an old rival of Murfreesboro Schools. I don't, think, I don't know how long the rivalry between Blackman itself is because Blackman's not been around quite that long, but uh, Cookville is certainly well known to the people around here, here for sure. Yes, um, most well.
3: I, I did some Oakland stuff too, actually. But um, there was a time when when Cookville was a really a rival of Riverdale for sure, and we also went up there for basketball camp and got to see a whole bunch of teams, you know, play in the summer, um, and. They haven't always been in our district, but in football or other sports for that matter, but there's there's a rivalry there, yes, and some of it may be MTSU connected, you know. We, uh, they, probably so. Yeah, probably so. So, but that's okay, but I know I know this, uh, I mean, Blackman's good, and I have, don't know anything about Cookville except that they're good, but I'd say Blackman will win that basketball game, but I, I don't know that uh, at all. I think Blackman, I mean, Cookville is formidable opponent.
2: I think what we do know that the eight teams in, in 4A are all really good. Knew that going into the, the to the deal. I, I said before the season started I'm gonna, I'll am stay with it because I know Blackman was going to be plenty good. I predicted they would win the state championship and I'm going to stay with that. But brother, I'm telling you what, the, the, that game, Cookville wanted to be no piece of cake. Cookville took out Oakland last year. Uh, it won't be a piece of cake and certainly the next game either Bartlett or Bradley Central will be the opponent there and then you got whoever comes out on the other side you, it's got to be good so the, the road is tough well one thing we got and uh without question
3: is we've got an, an experienced veteran motivating excellent coach no question about that and uh she's been there before she's won it she's lost it uh she she knows what she's doing, and and uh, she's not going to be intimidated when she takes the floor or anything like that.
2: You're talking about so, Jennifer Grandstaff. Uh, that's her.
3: Uh, I'm I'm an admirer of hers, and uh, of course I think a lot of people in Sparrow are. She's she's
2: she knows what she's doing. She's she's okay. I suspect right now. She's just sit back in a lounge chair, feet up, propped up, sipping on a Coca-Cola, watching. Wheel of Fortune? Don't you think that's what she's doing right I, now? I do not think that. No. <laughs> the one thing Jennifer Grandstaff has a hard do, time doing, I think, is relaxing prior to a game.
3: Well, I, I think that's I think that's probably true all the time. Um, she, she's a very motivated person. She motivates herself and her team. And uh, I I rem- remember this. This is really not my mistake, but I'm going to I'm going to absorb the blame here. A friend of mine wanted to go up and look at Oakland, Oakland when she was coaching Oakland. Wanted to go up and look at them practice and play at Cookville in the summer camp, the summer camp now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I said, not having anything to do <laughs> in the summer, I said, well, sure, we'll go. Well, and and we went and we watched her play. I don't remember she won or lost. I don't have any idea. I don't remember anything about it. But you know, but I can tell you this much: I know she didn't like it she didn't like that i was there and she didn't like the other person whose name i'm not going to call was there (laughs) and because almost like spying on her Uh you know although that's not what's not our intent
2: well no and you are out in a public place i mean this is is,
3: an open gym anybody can come (laughs) and go (laughs) she didn't care for us being there i don't know particularly why i really don't know why what what are we going to be able to do but anyway uh, so I think she's just a very motivated, hardworking person. Well, as
2: you well know, uh, Jennifer is, and I are, are close for a couple of reasons. First, uh, she and I came to Oakland High School in 1973, 1993, I should say, both at the same time. She was a first-year uh, coach there as I was a first-year assistant principal there. And then you'll remember she took a year off to go to Middle Tennessee. Lewis Bivens hired her away from Oakland, and she went, came in and, and told me she was going to – have to resign because she was going to take an assistant position at at MTSU. And I said, Jennifer, I I love you to death. And and if that's what you want to do, I'm all for you. I'm I'm not sure it's the right move for you, but Godspeed and and off we go. Well –
3: I didn't have any idea whether it was whether it was a good move, bad move, or any kind of move. Really, well,
2: I it was a bad move because I was losing a good coach. Oh yeah, well, that's <laughs> a different thing.
3: But uh, I do remember thinking, boy, I hate, I hate to lose her. I hate to see her go. But mostly, I, I'm almost positive you're going to agree with me here. Okay, I think I, I want you to agree with oh, me. I agree with you. Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> On air, <I'll> at <laughs> least she's a good basketball coach. I, and there's no question about that, and a motivator, and she she she's okay, you know, but she's also a good influence on her players. Oh yeah, she sets a great example, and um, and when when she has a player or two, you always have one or two on your team maybe that uh, will give you everything they've got, and uh, I, I think those people are much better because they had Jennifer Grandstaff as a coach. I could be wrong, but I don't think so.
2: Well, the, the that story had a nice ending. Uh, Missy Blizzard, who was assistant coach, took over for that year, and sure and sure enough, when the season was over with, Missy came in and said Jennifer would like to come back. Yeah, and I said to Missy, I said I'd love to have her back, but what about you? I you know I don't feel comfortable kicking you out of the position. She said she can have it. <laughs> Bring her back. So we were able to do that, and then. Uh, she stayed on through yeah I, I there's very few people in this world nothing more than jennifer grandstaff not only as a uh, coach great teacher and great friend
3: i've had some some dealings and some interviews with missy blizzard and, and and just recently with the oakland hall of fame um night and and things of that nature and and she's still at oakland she, i think she's a graduation coach but I'm not. I'm not sure.
2: I'm not sure of that either. But uh, she is at Oakland. I do know yeah, that. Yeah, and she's also an outstanding. Oh my gosh! I mean, she's, she's also one of my favorite people. She's just great. With I got a lot kids. of favorite people from Oakland. Let me tell you that. Okay,
3: <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Uh,
2: and, and and around the place. Uh, but anyway, good luck to them. They play at 11:30 on Wednesday morning. Jeff, the tournament starts on Tuesday. They're four classifications. so it's wall to wall basketball. I think the game started 10. I think. Yeah, 10 or 10:30. In the morning, and uh, we'll play six games a day all the way through until uh, Saturday when they only play four state championship games. You, so. buy, a, you buy a ticket, you can stay all day, can't you? I think that's right. I, I used I, to be that I, way. It used to be that way. I think in football that changed. I'm not sure, but I, I think basketball, they don't empty the gym out at all. I, go give it a whirl and see. That's a lot of basketball. Would you really want to sit through six games? No. No.
3: Even in the beautiful Murphy Center? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, no, I wouldn't want to. Do if, that.
2: if they brought you food in, no, I'm not staying for six days. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll take a book. <laughs> uh, I would say to the, the basketball fans in Murfreesboro, you, you'll enjoy going to a game if you don't know who's in the, in the hunt. Uh, you'll see some fine basketball and see some little scrappers out there going at it all they can go. One thing you normally see is well,
3: you uh, maybe this is expected. I, I guess it is. This is probably a stupid comment to make. But you will see teams that play the, the, the finest level of basketball in the state. Yes, I mean, they don't make a lot of mistakes. they don't miss a lot of free throws. They don't do they don't file out or get ejected for any reason most of the time, and it it's better basketball.
2: It's more like basketball the way we knew it. The one thing about girls that I believe is generally true. Girls giving them an open shot are going to be better shooters than guys are. Yes. Uh, now they're not going to dunk, and they're not going to do some of that 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 uh, high flying act kind of thing that we're used to in men's basketball, which I, by the way, I do enjoy. Uh, but it's it's more of a fundamental game of basketball because they just don't have the height and jumping ability that the guys have. I uh, I used to to say and I and I'm,
3: I'm We'll say it now. I had a young lady who, who's in the Riverdale Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, she was Her maiden name was Danette Duke. She was a, a Kittrell girl and transferred into Riverdale when Riverdale opened, of course. And, and uh, you put her at the foul line, I'll put her up against any boy in the county. Okay? Yeah, I mean, she's sure. She's just a pure shooter. And uh, and we were talking about a girl the other day that, Tim, it was just unusual that Brenda Morris or Linda Morris, either one of them, the twins. Missed a free throw. It was news. I mean, you know, they just wore it out, and uh, I just—I I guess it's practice, isn't it? Talent and practice.
2: And- it, it is uh, pride, whatever mechanics. Uh, and 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 again, they don't have to worry about learning how to dunk and do all that kind of thing because that, yeah. that's what they can do. And and, and- I think most people are successful when they understand their limitations and they stay within those limitations.
3: I've heard that comment made before, and I think there is definitely something to it. That, Of course, first of all, great proper practice uh, is a wonderful thing. And, and, and girls are not practicing their dunk shots. Okay, they're not. And they're not shooting, although this has changed a little bit now. They're not out there just firing up threes for no reason. And uh, they're practicing more fundamental form of basketball. And uh, I, you know, I'm, if,
2: if, whatever you enjoy, that's fine. I enjoy both. I saw Anne Marie Lanning, Lentz, uh, Brentz, I should say, uh, Saturday. Uh, Anne Marie's a little taller than I thought she was. (laughs) Maybe maybe she had on a stack of heels. I don't know. Maybe so. Uh, I loved watching her play at middle. I despised watching her play at Riverdale because I was at Oakland at the time. My gosh, she just willed her way through yeah. To, yeah. to wins and willed her team through to wins oftentimes. I don't know that I've ever seen a more intense player, and, and she was so versatile. If you posted her up and put a big girl on her, she'd go around them. If you if you sent her outside to put the big girl on her because she might post up, she'd go around them. Uh, if you didn't go out there, she'd shoot it from three. She, she, and and say so she was just, she was a bulldog. Or pass it to the post girl when she was open. Oh yes, yes. She, and you, you and I both know that's a talent. Well, <laughs> we've seen a lot of that in the girls' basketball here. We let's let's be clear with people, people that are not Murfreesboro residents for a long period of time. Girls' basketball here has always had exceptional talent. Right. I would agree. And exceptional coaches. And and, and um, Blackmon will carry the banner this time around. We'll see how it goes. I know. Um, Michael Burt who
3: who coach Burt who who won Riverdale's first uh, state championship with Anne Marie and and and, and others. Uh, and um, she there was a couple of times it was one I, I believe it was Cookville that they were playing and she she, uh, she just took over the game. Yeah, I uh, know the, that that bit. In the last 4 minutes so they were facing to lose and she just she she did everything. She posted up, they threw the ball into her, she didn't give it up. And if she threw it to somebody, she got it right back where she it and and it just took over, just took it over, and and Riverdale won a game they had to win, and they did win
2: it. It, it players like that are rare, and and Marie's type of player is rare. And uh, you can go watch Middle Tennessee State play, and you'll see some girls that played high school basketball in that arena, a, a bunch of them. Uh, and uh, there's more on the way Jada Harrison from Westview for those of you who are the middle fans who like to go over and watch her play she's a signee a four star signee whatever that happens to mean Jeff and Miss Basketball candidate for the second year in a row Uh, the young lady out of McKenzie I can't call her name is committed to middle so uh, it's not unusual at all we got a girl from Kingsport right? Right. one from Macon County right? right Uh, we've had several from Riverdale got one right now talking about Riverdale putting out great kids whoo what about the one we got right now?
3: It just so happened that uh, I guess this would be true of most most of them. I got to see her play quite a bit elementary basketball. And, um, and she was a good player then and her sister was as well. Alexis Sweetiken we're speaking of. Yes. Yet. And uh, she she may be and, and this didn't start at middle this had already begun. She may be the, the, one of the best defenders on the perimeter that I that I've ever seen. Uh she's just and it's, it's not that she's more talented, although she's plenty talented. She's just got heart. She's intense, and she's not gonna let you do what you want to do with the basketball out
2: on the point. And uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with her. Defense, as you know, and we get got to take a break here. You coach it this way. Defense is a lot of talent, but it's more effort than anything else being smart player. She's a smart player. She gives all the effort she's got. And it's nice to have a wingspan and still be, and she moves laterally about as good as anybody. Yes, that's correct. All right, let's take that break. We got to, we're way behind, but we'll come back and talk more all sports talk right after this.
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
2: Jeff, Jeff Jordan, Roger, by Fans Heating and Air, and uh, Lee Colvin from Financial Services out of Edward Jones. Uh, we talked to high school. Starts tomorrow morning. Uh, get over there and watch it. And then the boys come in the next week. The boys play tonight for the right to come to murphy center next week and blackman will be playing at home Unbelievable. and this is a team that was fifth in a 14 league and they have done nothing but come through there, there was a thing in the paper i don't know if you noticed two or three weeks ago coaches that you don't want to meet in the state tournament and anytime listed <laughs> that's right I, I tell you what it's, they had to play the play in game to get there and here they go they're hosting the sectional tonight Won the district I, uh, tournament.
3: I just uh, and deserved to win it. By the way, they they did. I was there, and they worked their tails off to win that game and did. I, uh, I we need to elect uh, Barry Workman to some public office. I don't know what we could we could make. Laverne them. also
2: there. Congratulations yeah. to the Wolverines. It's been a while since they've been able to pound their chest and in, in, in basketball. And boy, I'm I'm happy for that. And the Laverne boys have they been to the state tournament? Don't think so. I don't think the girls or boys have. They've just
3: missed it a couple of times. I think, as a matter of fact, B- Barry Workman, who was at Blackman, uh, yes. uh, it was uh, at Laverne, Yes, I think he
2: missed it by a point or two one year. Well, both teams got a shot to get there. Let's let's. uh fingers crossed they both make it. Yeah, and that would uh, be wonderful. Uh if it, well, I'm not going to say who who I'd say I'd rather get it if there's only one to get get to go. I'll just leave that alone, Jeff. Well, both of them, <laughs> both of them. We'll yeah. just leave it at that. So, uh, high school basketball on G- GNS, I presume tonight. I would assume that Brian Barrett will be there. John Dinkins and the crew, whatever. You can follow the Murfreesboro schools uh, for in, during the state tournament as well for whatever that happens to be. We're going to go ahead and get out, take a break again, and get the Chip Walters and the Blue Raider Insider Report.
1: I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujicicki from News Radio WGNS with a reminder that you can download the Weatherology app on your phone for the forecast at your fingertips. We can even send weather bulletins to your cell phone. Download the Weatherology app today. It's free in the App Store.
4: Good afternoon. t was moving a couple of small vehicles on Briley Parkway around Brickchurch Pike just a few minutes ago. Heavy, where you would expect out through the Mount Juliet area on I-40 eastbound, traveling out through that section of Wilson County. Busy, but moving out through Kingston Springs as that traffic builds out into Dixon County. Lots of radar in Dixon County. At least it has been, it seems like, all afternoon long. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that menu, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
0: If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Disgruntled Workers Day. At this moment, I'm a disgruntled worker. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop.
7: It's time. Show your true blue.
1: Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report from Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. Sponsored by Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. The report coming up after
0: this. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot
7: 2015, 10, 5. Touchdown, Middle Tennessee! Play up and
8: Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS.
0: Middle Tennessee win! Raiders win the championship! Your source for the big blue in the borough. News Radio
1: WGNS. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance?
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
8: Well, good afternoon, everybody. And the stage is set for the Conference USA Basketball Championships coming up in Frisco, Texas this week. Matter of fact, uh, two buses uh, dead-headed down to Frisco that will be there and ready to pick up the Lady Raiders and Blue Raiders when they arrive down in the Lone Star State tomorrow and also uh, carrying equipment down there. And both teams hoping for a long stay at the uh, tournament this year. The uh, regular season came to a close on Saturday And here are the standings, uh, the final regular season standings uh, for both the men and women. The Lady Raiders, of course, won the Conference USA Championship and uh, had the trophy presentation following Saturday's game against UTEP, which was a miraculous victory by the Lady Raiders in itself. Middle ended up 18-2, and, and they win the league by four games over Western Kentucky, who ended up 14-6, Rice at 13-7, UTEP at 12-8, Louisiana Tech also 12-8, then it's UTSA at 9-11, uh, North Texas at 8-12, FIU at, and Charlotte at 7-13, and, and UAB and Florida Atlantic end up. and So here's what that means as far as the tournament is concerned. On Wednesday, uh, FIU and Charlotte will play each other for the right to advance to take on Middle Tennessee on Thursday. The ladies' game will be at 11 a.m. on Thursday on Court A at the Ford Center at the Star. It will be Dick Palmer will have the uh, pregame show beginning at 10.30, tip-off at 11 o'clock. Other games on Wednesday, North Texas will face UAB. UTSA will take on Florida Atlantic. On the men's side, uh, FAU uh, was the class of the league all year, and they end up with an 18-2 conference record. They win the championship by two games over North Texas, who ended up 16-4. UAB finished third at 14-6, middle, uh, wins uh, the fourth place spot, eleven and nine, and those four teams are the only four teams that had a winning record in the league this year. Uh, Charlotte was nine and eleven. Rice and Western Kentucky and FIU all at eight and twelve. Louisiana Tech and UTEP were seven and thirteen, and UTSA ended up four and sixteen on the year. So on the men's tournament, here's the way things are looking for. Wednesday, as far as the play-in games are concerned, Wednesday at 5.30, Western Kentucky will take on UTEP, while uh, the nightcap will have uh, the other games on Wednesday will have FIU and Louisiana Tech, and Rice will face UTSA. Middle Tennessee is all locked into the 4-5 game against Charlotte. The Blue Raiders and 49ers split this year. That game will be on Thursday at 6 p.m. on Court B at the Ford Center at the Star, and we'll have the broadcast beginning at 5.30 on the Blue Raider Network. All right, Blue Raider baseball over the weekend dropped three games to Toledo. and. Here's a look at the standings. Conference play won't begin for another couple of weeks, but right now UTSA off to a 10 and 3 start, Western Kentucky 9 and 4, Louisiana Tech 8 and 4, Dallas Baptist and Florida Atlantic are 7 and 4, FIU 7 and 6, Middle is now 6 and 6 on the year, Charlotte 5 and 7, Rice 4 and 7, and UAB is at 4 and 7. No midweek games this week. It is spring break on campus, but the Blue Raiders are back uh, to work on Friday for a weekend series at home against the Purple Aces of Evansville. Also, don't forget, parking around Murphy Center for the next two weeks, starting tomorrow with TSSAA, going to be a little dicey, so be ready for that if you make your way onto campus. All right, folks, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you on Travel Day coming up tomorrow. A kind, friendly, and well trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue raider alumni Tim Peach and Ken Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895 3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk
0: on News Radio WGNS, on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at
2: WGNSradio.com. Tim Tackett and Jeff Jordan brought to you you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Colvin Financial Services with Edward Jones and Company right here in Murfreesboro. We haven't talked about uh, the women's basketball team winning the conference championship and and pulling out a game from the depths of defeat on Saturday against uh, UTEP in overtime. Do you really want to talk about it? Why don't we just move ahead? Well, gosh, (laughs) it it, it was a win, you know. It was
3: a W. That's right. That's right. And a great crowd, and a great finish, overtime win, and then most people went down to the floor, including my great grandson. He went down to the floor,
2: down five with a minute and five to go, and the momentum was all on UTEP's side. Middle had led what fifteen, yeah, late in the third quarter, maybe even early in the fourth quarter, and so the momentum was all together there. They'd taken the five point lead, and there weren't there weren't a lot of optimistic people in the Understands. I'm gonna say if people were just being honest. Well, I think probably one of those people would have been me. hmm I'm I'm with um, you.
3: I felt like it was. Oh, you little faith. I thought it was probably gonna be a, a loss, and um, we we did a lot of things. I'm I'm not here to sugarcoat this thing. That's not why I'm paid the big money. <laughs> but we 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 did a lot of things to help them. You know, UTEP. You we really did. Sure. And we just couldn't quite help him enough. And then when he got right down to it, we said,
2: no, we've changed our mind. We we want the game after all. <laughs> well, let's be real fair here. They helped us as well. They did. You're missing free throws down the stretch. And the biggest play of the game probably was the three-point and one that, that was made. Jeff, you just don't want to give up a foul when you're up five give us a chance at a three-point play but that sure enough happened and you and, uh, little Brinkley or do she she had the courage to go inside and take it and, and uh, get it home and get the free throw and gave us a chance to get the ball game you know
3: we when I decided the ball game was probably going to be lost was when the, first of all I think they had missed maybe a free throw or two and then they had two shots yes and uh, later and and late, and they missed both free throws. And we stepped in the lane on the second free throw too soon. Right. And we did. We did. We just, no question No about question it. about it. And she missed that free throw. Well, she got another one as a result of us doing that. Yeah. And uh, that was a row, and
2: Rowan still got, came out with a point, and that point yeah. was huge at that time. Yeah. What are you trying to say?
3: Big. Um, and I, I just was sitting there trying to remember, and I've, I don't know how many games I've been to this year, but... Uh, you know, twelve, fifteen. I mean, it's, I, I've been to a bunch of games, and men too. And I don't remember anybody getting on the lane too soon. Um, maybe they did. I'm not saying that. I
2: uh, I, I don't think I have either. you say that? It just
3: it's like three seconds. Well, the
2: one that did it. And yeah. when you're six foot six, and that right leg wants to go out, it's, it's kind of hard to stop it. Well, evidently it is.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but anyway, we 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 came all the way. We got it to sixty sixty. Actually, is what it was and uh and held on kept it kept it at a tie and uh and and won it in overtime and it was it was um now a lot of people said to me later and I got emails and whatnot great game uh, i don't know i don't think so we had a good first half no question
2: about that and we did win it so well, any, I, any game I, you i win, would say probably of the 48 minutes in the game 12 10 40 minutes in the game i should say middle one 32 of those minutes maybe but the eight minutes we didn't win, it was all UTEP. It wasn't just a little bit of UTEP. They came back and scored twenty five points there in the fourth quarter after they only scored only thirty five in the first three quarters put together. There was a um,
3: block charge call down there too, and uh, I, I didn't. I, I thought the official missed that. Um, it was called against us, and somebody somebody fouled out
2: as a result yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Savannah Wheeler.
3: Yeah. Now I did ask my grandson who's who's sitting right there first row right underneath the goal there and he he said he could have gone either way he said you know it's he didn't know
2: did y'all figure out the uh, intentional foul call that was made no they, they gave them two shots I, I didn't figure that out either i i i don't know what that was i uh, it's a phantom but they went to the monitor and and came back with that decision so i I guess there there had to be video evidence that something happened that that i just didn't see
3: well i I, and i don't know what it was i um i have not said much all year really about officiating it, good or bad i guess it's been okay I you know okay but on on that night no it was not good officiating at all. And I'll agree I with you. And and,
2: I, and uh, after we get this call on the line, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'll am come back and tell you why I, I I really issued some some problems with the officiating. But let's get the call on in the air. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, uh, Tim, this is Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, you and Jeff still go to a lot of ball games. I, I don't even watch many on TV anymore. But I've got a question for you. How, have you on TV or – in live action that y'all have attended this year have you ever seen a three-second call
2: saw one Saturday as a matter of yep. fact at middle uh, well, and I made that very comment that, that you rarely see that call it may be the first one that I've seen all year
6: well yeah. I, I just wondered I've watched some games over the weekend and I'm thinking yeah I can't believe it. you know maybe they've done away with the rule or something because <laughs> it I mean it there people build houses in there. Ought to had building permits.
2: That's a coach talking, <laughs> Jeff, right there.
6: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I just I wondered. I that popped in my mind the other day while I was watching and I was listening. Y'all, so I thought I'd check to see if you'd seen because I know y'all watch a lot. Okay. Yeah, I, I've,
2: I've seen very little of it, Ronnie. That's <laughs> for sure.
6: Okay. All right. you. Well, I'm Still there, in it, Jeff.
3: Yeah, he's he's exactly right about that. I uh, if if you. As a fan, if you start watching that and you start counting you know when they get in there and they got yeah, one yeah, foot yeah, in yeah, there yeah. and you and you do all that which which coach Eeks is likely doing he's an excellent coach himself and you get to watching that and they're in there four and five seconds they are now maybe just one foot, but that makes a difference that's right it, they're not supposed to be in there and uh, not that long. And, they, and it, it happens all – well, they never call that. They yeah. never call it. But they did call one the other night.
2: I'm in agreement with you. Saturday's game was poorly officiated. I do, do believe that for a lot of reasons. And here's the biggest issue I had with them. They let both coaches get in their ear way too much. Oh, yes. When one coach does it, the other coach is going to do it. Right. And then the other coach is going to do it. And because you got a lobby for what's going on. And, and Jeff, officials have no business listening to that nonsense. At all. You just tell both coaches, I'm not listening anymore. You're not going to come out on the floor. They call a timeout, and they're in the middle of the floor, Jeff. Yes. Why do they let them do that? I don't know. But if <laughs> if the UTEP coach is going to do it, Coach Ensel's got to do it, doesn't he?
3: Yes. Which Ensel?
2: Either one. Okay. And and, and that's another thing, <laughs> and it happens on both sides. The only, only coach is supposed to come off the bench is the head coach. No assistant coach is allowed to be off the bench. And that rule is also not enforced very strongly. But that was the issue I had with these officials. They just let the coaches get in their ear way too much, and I think they finally got in – I think they were getting into a situation that, well – I called one against middle down here. I better call this one against UTEP. And I called this one against UTEP. I better call this one against middle. Did you sense that a little yes, bit? Yes,
3: I did sense that. And I also sensed a couple of other things or saw a couple of other things. First of all, the complaining and the whining started 20 seconds into the ball game. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, uh, and it happened to be from the middle Tennessee bench. But it happened both ways, all the way through there. And you're right about And uh, the officials make a call and one of them normally would go to, to the middle of the floor on the scoring side. That's where, he, that's where they're going to be when the ball's put in play. Mm-hmm. And as they go over there, they're met by one or two coaches yeah. who are all the way out to the halfway to the middle of the floor. And that, that's, that's not good. And another problem that I had, since I'm in, in a complaining vent here, is that I think three times, it might have just been twice, but I think three times late in that ball game. We were stopping and play and reviewing something mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. you know, and again and again. And it just killed momentum and it killed the crowd activity and all of that in, in that. And one time we didn't even know what, the, and they didn't say anything. They didn't tell us. They just said it was being, you know, uh, John Rice, who does a great job on the PA, I'm sure you'll agree. I do. Uh, he didn't have any information to give us. He just said it was under review. And I,
2: you know, make a call. Explanations should be initiated by the official, in my opinion. I agree. In general. You might give the coach one or two, try to explain what's going on, once or twice, but after that, you just got to say, I'm not listening to this anymore. I, you coach, I'll call the game, just like you do with players. But uh, that, So that's why Saturday I was just not enamored. And to me, if they sh- showed that poor of a judgment in that regard, I doubt their judgment in, in making the calls. Right well, we got a caller on the line, Jeff. Let's get to it. Go ahead.
7: How's it going, guys? I just y'all y- y- talking about officials and stuff, and uh, I know Saturday night I was out here watching. Uh, covering the, the girls' girl section with Cleveland, <clears> the <throat> uh, black with black, went black, one big, but I think was, I think it was third quarter. I believe it was about midway through third quarter, about three minutes ago, the official comes over and, and to the scores table. He goes, he goes, warning, warning, and he warns grand staff for being out of no
4: They
7: took the box. She took like two steps like, with, with all that little black mm-hmm. He comes over scores he 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 goes, he shouts when he comes over he goes warning, warning so he meant warning coach for being out of the like, warned her first. Well, she didn't get out of the box did he, any. But she he just warned her being out of the coaching box. Being out of it, you know me, her foot was out of it, or whatever. Whatever, like you say. But uh, like you say, sometimes they do get kinda get kinda animated into uh, to to coaches and, and things of that things of that nature. I know I was in a game one night and and this uh, this uh, I was just watching in a girls' game, this uh, parent holler the official at halftime, he told the official, and said, Mr. Official, you don't know what the rule book, rule book is. I, mean, I do know what the rule book was. You don't know what the rules are. you there. Don't call nothing. You know, all this kind of stuff. That, that's why we got short of officials about them. These parents and fans, they think they know the rule book line by line, paragraph by paragraph. That's why we don't have any officials anymore because they get berated so much by fans, coaches, and Is that true?
3: That's uh, very true. Yes, it is true.
7: I mean, I mean that's why we don't have the official with any sport, really. But basketball is one of the worst in baseball. I'll give you one quick example. I was out at one of the schools one day uh, for a spring sport, and uh, it, it, was, it was a, a fan and the fence and the umpire. And this fan kept writing this umpire. But playing umpire, he goes up to the fan between clean innings and told him, they told him his exact words. He said, you sit back there and watch it, and I'll be back behind this plate in college. He told him. Right, the right to his face. He went back there. He called to call the game. He didn't say one word. I didn't say one word after that. He didn't say one word. He sat there. He should have thrown him out, but he didn't do it. He just sat there and watched the ball game. But uh, enjoy your show, guys. Appreciate Thank you. It. Thank, Thank you.
2: Jeff, uh, l- let me be real clear here. I, I generally will defend officials for me that too. very reason. Me too. Uh, because it-, it is a – college basketball, Jeff, it's an impossible job. Men's especially, as much – bumping and shoving and knocking and doing whatever what is a foul what's not and what knocks all of us crazy is they'll beat each other up away from the basketball inside i mean just arm in the back and do this whatever and you get a ticky tack call out front those drive me crazy but it's a it's a tough deal and and the caller's right Uh, and i will say this when i was talking about saturday night or saturday that those are college officials I don't give them quite as much slack as I do high school officials. Jeff, high school officials, you got a lot of good old boys, good old gals. They're just trying to do it for the love of the game, good for the kids. Not all of them are going to be worthy of NBA quality refereeing, and cut them some slack, folks. I I don't know that that
3: they will ever publicize it, and maybe it's maybe it's a matter of public record. I've never looked it up, but I do know this that uh, that the the college officials are paid very, very well. Yes. To call a game, and uh, I think we were, I think we should had every right to expect a better performance than we saw in this last ball game. Um, and going back to something that you said earlier, there was a time, and you may have experienced this yourself. I did, um, where some of the officials, and and I blame TWA for this, but. Some of the officials would not talk to and uh, wouldn't talk to anybody, yeah. and wouldn't talk to an assistant coach ever, ever. Yeah, uh, and I had that happen to my assistant coach, and I had it happen to me uh, when I was an assistant coach. They just they wouldn't talk to you. Now, that wasn't true of every one of them in the in the state. Anything, I don't mean that. I just mean it was inconsistent. Um, I don't think that that. Well, I just don't think they ought to talk to them. If 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 Rick Ensel has a question let him ask it i got no problem with him asking sure. it i saw things i wanted to ask <laughs> <laughs> for sure and I, I think he did too um and, and you made another point there just a minute ago that really it's just obvious and i would ask any fan to, to look at this if you've got a post player and a post guard and uh, and on either end of the floor i don't care and you you just watch them when they don't have the ball and the ball's not coming to them, they're they're trying to jockeying for position, the, the the offensive girl's trying to get in front, defensive girl is trying to get in front, or push her off her spot mm-hmm. or whatever, and it can get brutal under there, you know, and no call is made at all on Until anybody. The ball goes inside. Yeah, yeah. Then. then the, I'll bet you all. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's 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 interesting. But anyway, I'm, I hope the Lady Raiders can have a really good week. the The team that I saw uh, uh, this last game, um, that team will not win the tournament. Well, the middle may win he, it, but they're gonna have to play bad. Savannah badly.
2: Wheeler, leading score on the Raiders team, three points. They took took her away from that drive to the basket. Very well. Yes. And, and and so that may be a key, but uh, uh, Whitson did not shoot the ball well at all. I noticed her at halftime. She just she lost a little bit of her confidence. But, boy, I'll tell you what, when, when the three-pointer had to be hit toward the end of the game, she nailed it. Good for her. Our post-girl, too, didn't have a great game.
3: But seemingly, Coach Ensel was determined that we, we were going to win that ball game, at least partially, if not a large part, with inside play. Mm-hmm. And she missed some shots in there, but she also hit some big ones yeah, in boy. there. And, uh, yeah, and, they, and they kept going to her. They didn't quit. And you could see them looking and looking and whipping the ball around and whipping it around until she got open finally and got the ball. Now, sometimes she missed, but sometimes she she had enough. So, you know, great win,
2: really. One more break to take. So we'll take, do that right now. We'll be right back with All Sports Talk.
5: Live trivia is held every Tuesday night, and pool tournaments are held throughout the week. So, if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's
0: on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. If you're not waking up to the wake-up brew, here's what you've been missing.
6: I tip my cap to you, sir.
1: Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Speaking of tipping our cat,
0: tip our cap to her. The (laughs) wake-up brew.
8: (laughs) Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lam and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, Good question I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lam and Associates.
4: Good afternoon. t was moving a couple of small vehicles on Briley Parkway around Brickchurch Pike just a few minutes ago. Heavy, what you would expect out through the Mount Juliet area on I-40 eastbound, traveling out through that section of Wilson County. Busy, but moving out through Kingston Springs as that traffic builds out into Dixon County. Lots of radar in Dixon County. At least it has been, it seems like, all afternoon long. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that menu, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chip up with your on-time traffic.
3: We do it your way at Sir
1: Pizza.
4: Your favorites can now be ordered
1: online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com and tap the location closest to you.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
2: First Bank, our sponsor for the final portion of All Sports Talk. Banks all across the state of Tennessee. Uh, good folks at First Bank, yeah, making decisions to make give them a shot. You you won't be sorry with that for sure. Jeff, uh, let me give you one thing about officials. Then we got to talk two minutes about the the guys. We that's not enough. I had a young lady last year, last year was going was refereeing volleyball games. And she was about the referee against I don't know who it was didn't matter but she knew the coach was one that was pretty aggressive. She said, "You're an old coach. What would you do?" I said, "Here's what I'd do. I said I'd call that captain, not not the coach, the captain, and when something like that came over, and I said I'd call that player off the floor, come over with, tell her in her ear, you go tell your coach. I've heard the last time I'm gonna listen to her.
6: And if, if, and if
2: she, she wants to stay in the gym." she needs to shut up and so she said i did that and it worked yeah so uh because if you if you get into it with her with the coach itself it, it sometimes can get a little bit but uh anyway in that, that situation it worked she in, said
3: in volleyball a lot of times they'll talk to the captain of the team won't yeah they? yeah the official will uh, and i and i i'm like you what you said earlier about high school officials i we're we're short of high school officials, and but uh, probably of every sport because we've got a lot of sports now too. Well, oh, you know? and
2: it's getting bigger and all the time.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and it's hard to keep them out there. And I'm not saying that they're well paid. They're not well paid, but particularly. But it, it is a it is a nice check for for the, for the you know two games. It's okay. But my goodness, I don't know about how much yelling you'll take. You know, but for that being yelled at and yelled at and yelled
2: at. Um, but, anyway. Nick McDevitt's uh, Raider team, Jeff, outstanding at home. One conference loss at right. home, but on the road, not so much. They lost it two again this weekend. The tournament's on a neutral court. How far can the Raiders go, Jeff? Well, I don't know. They beat the number one seed this year. Yeah. It, so uh, On the right night, yeah. the right time. Is it conceivable? I don't know if I'd put them on the betting line, but is it conceivable they go down there and win three straight games and win the tournament? It could it, happen. It, it could happen. It surely could. Um, we do not play, but this
3: would be true of most teams, we do not play as well on the road as we do at home. Uh, but, you know, maybe we'll catch fire this time, and it's supposed to be kind of a
2: neutral site, sort of. And you're right. You, when you can beat the number one team in the league, and FAU, FAU is not only the number one team in the league, they're the top 25 team for most of the year. Right. That says what you can do on the right nights, and but you got to put three together. That's the toughest part. And we got a ball game tonight in about a minute We've got, got a ball game tonight it, it, no what we're going there at 630? Six. 650 okay 650. 650. as uh have blackman uh boys uh at home in, in sectional play good luck to them good luck to the laverne wolverines this is what they used to call the old substate yeah that's, i still call it sub i most do of them. too all right uh, we're gonna get out of here Monty, back in the, the chair tomorrow for all sports talk